very welcome to the latest podcast of Love Spurts. And today's episode is all about the themes of Christmas. And one of the most important themes of Christmas is forgiveness. A lot of people make mistakes throughout the year. I know, of course, Dr. Jordan and myself, we, we've all made mistakes, you know, and some of us have made more mistakes than others, but it's very good to forgive. And I, being the most powerful man that I know, and a very humble man, am very able to forgive in the moment. Of course, if you push me too far, I will break. But I have decided to forgive Dr. Jordan for his shortcomings, and I believe that next year will be a very positive year for him to get better. Absolutely, Shamaste Owen. I've come back now, I feel regenerized and energetic. Mm-hmm. And whereas before I was coming from an angle of below, whereas now I'm coming more of an angle of the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you, you, you are very gracious there to introduce me. And I want to assure everyone that the old boy's gone. Old Dr. Jordan, or Dr. Jekyll, shall I say, uh, he's gone. And what's left is Mr. Jekyll, Mr. High, Miss Dr. High, who, which is the, and I never read it. And it's amazing what medication can do for a person. And I don't really condone the use of constantly using medication but I do believe that seeing you today, you look very happy. I'm ecstatic. You've been, what time were you up till this morning, you were telling me? Sleep is but a dream, as mm. uh, Shakespeare once said. I've really utilized my time now because what I've realized is once you take something, a tiny, tiny thing can influence a large thing. So a tiny thing like a pill can influence a giant thing like a human. Uh, and I'll take it. And it's eliminated the need for sleep. And now I have an extra 17 hours a day. And that's amazing. And I can see that in your eyes. Although you do look slightly jagged off. The other side effect is, of course, my pupils are at least three times larger, which Mm -hmm. I knew going in. Mm -hmm. I can no longer see the color blue. And, of course, there's the different sounds, which I'm not quite sure if they are real or not, which is fine. But then again, we do live in a world where what is real? Of course. And it's all about your perception of what reality is. So if I choose to think that something's real, that's real. That's true. But then... I also have trouble with that idea because what if you choose to believe that I'm holding a banana in my hand when in fact it's an apple? Well, this was How a, do we define an apple? This was an interesting um, thought experiment from a young Swiss doctor called Dr. Swiss, mm-hmm. which is ironic actually because he was a German man. And it's he coincidental. said, can you take a banana and can you convince everyone else just by saying this is not a banana, that it's not a banana? Mm-hmm. And guess what he did? He convinced them. Yeah, sorry, you've read it. Have you? Yes. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I feel like I'm mansplaining now. Um, so I'll stop that, obviously. Do I don't want to. Um, would like to also put an int that, uh, that uh, while you bring up the topic of mansplaining, I believe that that is definitely a cancer in society. And I wish that mm-hmm. more men across the country and across the world would stop explaining things. Yes. The trouble is, if you explain something first, but somebody then understands what you're saying afterwards, probably a woman then you're all, all of a sudden mansplaining. Do you know what I mean? Can you mansplain to a man? Can you mansplain to a dog? I believe that across the board, there needs to be a removal of explanations. I think that's the, the issue. That's the crux yeah. of the matter. Yeah. And I think that's... And I agree with the whole idea of removing mansplaining from society because it's, yeah. it's condescending and it's patronizing. And I don't think that men should explain anything. Yeah, and if there's any um, women listening, uh, condescending means talk down to someone. I would be more of an advocate, I think. We've had mansplaining for a while now, but I think we should womansplain. Mm. Um, and it really opens up... If a you, beautiful theme. If you go into the day thinking, I'm going to womansplain today, 
then it opens up all these kind of avenues for yourself that you've never looked at before. You might think, what is it like to be a woman? And then you rewire your brain in that mm-hmm. way to look at things differently. Of course, in a uh, sort of Caitlyn K- Jenner sort of style of, yes. I was once a man, therefore I am now a woman. Uh-huh. And that's opened up a huge industry of ideas to that uh, lady. And I think that's amazing because you can see in, in Caitlyn Jenner's energy that she's now a better person. Oh, uh, the the energy is it's through the roof. Through the absolute roof. I would and say it's a, 110%. But anyway, we digress, of course, because I do uh, want to mention that the medication is working. As you can hear, I just, I feel I'm coming back as a place where I want to smash all the walls of the mind, of the body, and of the soul. Mm. Because I feel like I've not been very fair to you, Shamstay Owen. I've been closed off. There has been a wall around my face and into my brain. And I've not been paying much attention to what you can offer the world. You know, there was the times when I would say, this is stupid. You're talking absolute fucking bollocks. Mm -hmm. Why is this absolute idiot here? He's a calm man. I I once saw him try and uh, eat a plastic apple. Okay, Um, okay. uh, All learning curves. Is she on drugs? Like, does she know where she is? That's a bit weird. She She did. Of course she did. Of course she did. Anyway, so... um, It takes two to tango. I was high. The tango is notoriously a... uh, Argentinian dance. So I'm back. Anyway, created on the streets of Argentina. <laughs> I believe the tango was created on the streets of Argentina uh, as a way to repel the attacks of the Mayans. They would be so confused by the flailing and sexual energy that was emitted from the tango that they would flee in horror. Mm, interesting. Uh, and I read that in a book. And while we're on the subject of reading, I have a book coming out this Christmas. And it's called New Year's Readolutions, where I teach you how to perform better next year, how to perform stronger next year, and how to perform better next year. It's a book that's very diverse in words, vocabulary, and New Age beliefs. Now, can I ask you, is this a book that you have to read at the beginning of the year, or does it only apply to the year after the year you're reading it? This book works better if you begin in December. That's why I'm telling you to go out to your stores now and go into Tesco and go into Eason's and ask them for the New Year Redolution book by Shamus Day Owen. And that will set you back a tiny fraction of your weekly sum of money. And I know that you, obviously, you've shunned worldly possessions. Mm. It is your way of life. It is your meaning. Yes. But would you classify this as a worldly possession then? Um, I know, in my eyes, I would look at something like this and think, that makes a great Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Oh, completely. I mean, this supersedes any sort of materialism or any sort of monetary gain. Mm -hmm. The reason why I created this four-page book is because I wanted people to have a... a, People's attention is very low at the moment, and I want them to dip into this book for Christmas and to start the new year as a better person. If you really want to grow as a person, I would highly recommend you go in and buy my, my, my book. And that is called uh, New Year's Redolutions. New Year's Redolutions yes. at the at the minor price of eight two eight eight. I have been fortunate enough actually to have a copy, and it is fantastic reading. The words there are diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of them, and they're in all kinds of order. The interesting thing I found about it is that it does biodegrade over the course of ten months. Um, yes, it's, it's biodegradable. You, yes. For the planet, of course. Of course. At the end of it, you can put it in the ground mm-hmm. with loads of shit, like compost and stuff. And then you can go and buy another one you would recommend. Of course. And I also believe that once you feed the mind, you feed the earth. Okay? So what I would like you to do is, 
Once the ninth, ten month period is up, I want you to feed the earth. Often people forget that the earth um, is it's hungry. Living, yeah, it's a living it's, being. In fact, it's starving. Yes. Starving for the want of love. A lot yes. like a relationship between, for example, my father and Uncle Jim. Mm. God rest you, Jim. You're dead. And in my hand, I'm holding a banana that symbolizes my Uncle Jim, who's high above us, up there in heaven, with the likes of, Shakira. for me, Shakira, uh-huh. Tupac, um, Tom Jones is up there. Yeah. Ooh, um, Bruce Forsyth. Yes. Terry Wogan. Exactly. Um, Bob Lankos. Aladdin. Is he dead? I think he dead, yeah. I think he died. Goodbye, Aladdin. Rest in peace, Aladdin. And this banana that I have in my hand right now symbolizes what I like to call the growth of life. Mm-hmm. And it starts off the stem. And if you look at the stem, it's, it's, it's nice and stemmy and it begins there. If you look at it there like that, it's like a small little root. And that grows away from the tree. And it grows down into this very substantial yellow bit. And if you look and if you peel it, I'm going to just show it to you. Did you hear that? That's a banana opening. And if I just peel back the cover, what's behind it? Oh, hello. There's the banana. And I can eat that. But I won't because I've already had four. So if you're listening at home, please go and find your nearest banana. And just... Look at it, feel it. Appreciate it. Um, and that really is a, a theme of Christmas, is appreciation. And also, a good friend of mine, and he's a very religious man, and he, he, he explained something to me recently, which, you know, I truly believed in. And he believes that the banana is the work of the God, the God that we believe in in, in the, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible. Uh-huh. And that is it's proven, because if you look at a banana, you can hold it very well in one hand. Yes. Okay? Yes. It's got... It's own little coil at the top to pull back down, yes. to open. Yeah. And also it's got its own natural wrapper, yes. which protects it from the earth. Okay? Uh-huh. And then when you eat it, it's full of nutrients. Look at it there. Beautiful. Mr. Nutrient, I call him. Potassium. And having a small bite, that's delicious. <laughs> that's better than sex. There is a reason it's called the wonder fruit Mm. uh, in many circles. I believe that there is a tribe in South Africa. Sorry, South America. South America, correct. Um, The Zankatosha tribe. Yes, and they do worship the banana. Mm. They make shoes and uh, there's clothes Mm -hmm. um, and they also use it as food. Correct. Um, It's very odd, I think, that they would do that because they do just live in a city. Mm. So there is a lot lot of stuff going on trying to get them out the... Out of the city there, because they are throwing bananas at people. It's unnecessary. It's unfortunate. It's, work, so. it's, it's abuse of the banana. Yeah. The banana was a gift given to us by the almighty regions of the sky. Yes. The almighty regions of the sky. And I believe that people should not abuse the fruit, which is happening an awful lot. And bananas should be worshipped no more than apples, oranges, um, I like kiwis. Well, um, the, the apple is, is um, unfortunately for other fruit, it is at the top. Made famous, of course, by... Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Adam, of course, the first man, and Eve, uh, that slag that ruined it for everyone. Mm. Made from a rib. Which is a, is a bit uh, unfair, because I don't know if Adam had a choice there. But, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. He did give us the banana, of course. But he also made the apple the star of the show, which I do not agree with, because if you eat too many apples, you get the runs. Correct, because they're high in citric acid, I think. <laughs> And you're very welcome back. And 
Again, I want to say thank you very much to Dr. Jordan for your recovery and you're a very brave man and I appreciate everything that you've done to come back and be with me here in this in this podcast of mine. Thank you. And on your road to recovery, I want to sort of speed up that road. I want to put you into fifth gear. Mm. I'd like you to practice and you can practice this at home too. And this is a way to self-improve the mind, body and spirit. And you can do this every morning before you leave the house and it takes two minutes and it's called... The breathe technique. So here we go. Are you ready, Dr. Jordan? Yes, of course. I am your clay. I want you to inhale. Exhale. Perfect. Now I want you to do two fast inhales. Two fast exhales. One fast inhale, two slow out. Perfect. Have you done this before, Dr. Jordan? This is my (laughs) first time. You're amazing. Now, I want you to push out all the air that's in your lungs down to the diaphragm. Okay. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Now a quick inhale. (gasps) Hold it. Think of good times. Keep thinking of good times. Remove bad times. Now let the good times roll. Breathe out. Now, I want you to open your mouth and put out your tongue. And I want you to breathe in and out very quickly. Now I need you to put your tongue on your top teeth and breathe underneath your tongue as if you're a boat lost in the ocean. Excellent. Now I need you to purse your lips together. That's it. Perfect. Excellent. Don't you feel better? Mm-hmm. Now I want you to get your... What's that finger called? Index? Index finger. Mm-hmm. I want you to get... You can, you can stop with your mouth oh, now. Okay, sorry. I want you to get your index finger and your thumb. Uh-huh. And I want you to grab the small little part of your ear, the soft part of the bottom that I call the bacon squad. And I want you to rub it slowly. Mm. Squeeze it. Mm. Keep squeezing it. Oh. As tight as you can. You I can't feel anything there. You know why? Because there's no nerves in that part of your ear. And I want you to have no nerves in your body for the foreseeable month so we can get through Christmas together. Enjoy it and spend time talking to your father and mother, especially your father. Although if your mother wants to talk, talk to her. But sometimes she doesn't want to talk. My father's more chatty. I don't trust my mother. Through him, with him, in him In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, almighty poppy, please never abuse. (laughs) You're very welcome back to the podcast, and I believe Dr. Jordan has something to tell us. 
Yes, as you know, there's a lot of things involved with Christmas. For example, presents. There's food, there's alcohol, there's family, TV, there's cards, uh, decorations. All things I think you'll agree are involved with Christmas. Now, what people might not know that there's been extensive studies into Christmas. Let me let me ask you a question, Shams Dayan. Mm. What's Christmas about? Giving and also receiving. Maybe kind of what's the meaning of Christmas? The meaning of Christmas is Jesus was born in a manger in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And there was three guys that called over to the house. Yes. And they said, hey, we have three gifts. Mm-hmm. I believe they were mirth, gold, and there was a surprise that one of them got. Jägermeister. Black Friday. Jägermeister. Yeah. Was, I believe, the their name that they used back in the day. And then they all stuck around and they watched Home Alone together, I believe. And that's all I know about Christmas. You've, you've nailed it on the head there. But what you don't know is that it's also about releasing unconscious sexual desires. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name some Christmas paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me what these, these Christmas things mean, just to you or just to the average person. The turkey. The turkey symbolizes... Just, just to you, just the first thing you think of when you think of Christmas turkey. Hungry. Yes. Actually, what the Christmas turkey represents is the desire for your mother to get stuffed by your father. And there is an unconscious desire within every parent to get ridden on the dining room table. Because the dining room table represents family, represents responsibility. Mm-hmm. But getting ridden on the Christmas table represents, let's get ridden. It makes sense. Yeah. What does the Christmas tree mean to you, Shamsteyan? The Christmas tree symbolizes the phoenix from the flames of a new year. Interesting, yes. I believe from pretty much everybody that it does mean that. But what it actually means is it's a massive penis. Mm-hmm. It represents the unconscious desire of your mother to handle a penis, to hold the penis, uh, decorate it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Balls in it. Basically, a way for your mother to work out her sexual life without children. Does that make sense to you, Owen? That makes complete an utter sense. Yes. Now, Santa Claus, otherwise known as Father Christmas, otherwise known as Big Papa Present Boy, otherwise known as Mita, Mita Bloody Man, otherwise known as Satanga, the Red Man with the Presents, otherwise known as Christopher. What does he represent to you? Well, growing up, I believe that he represented an uncle of mine that used to call into the house with a big bag and he would release that energy within the house. Later on, I found out that that was illegal. Again, uh, I'm sure many people will agree with you uh, of your interpretation of Santa Claus, but what it actually represents is the unconscious desire for a man who's not your father to have sexual digress with your mother while your father watches and your children are asleep. It's that simple. And welcome back to the Love Spurts. You are very welcome as usual, and you are joining Shamstay Owen and myself, Dr. Jordan, as we try to heal the world. This episode, we are talking about Christmas. Of course, there are many, many things to do with Christmas, some high, some low, but we're going to cover it all. And I believe for the first time, actually, our producer is nodding to us, we are having a caller. And so we'll go straight to them now. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing very well, caller. And what is your name? Sorry. My name is Andrew. Um, nice to meet you, Andrew. Nice to meet you too. How can we help you today? Well, the thing is, um, I was seeing a girl last year for quite a while, mm-hmm. uh, getting on very well. Mm-hmm. 
and it turns out that we was related. So, um, you know, we were already in love, and I was. it was confusing because um, my father knew that we were cousins. I didn't know that, obviously. Yeah. And if I'd yeah. known that, I'm not sure I would have continued to see the girl, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we're in love now, and she's not having a baby, but uh-huh. what what's going to happen to the baby? What's going to happen to me? I mean, I'm going to get bullied. People in town are going to be laughing at me. Uh, thinking about moving away. Should I leave? You did say you were in love. Well, I mean, I am in love, yeah. I still love her very much so. But it's just like, I'm not sure is it love for a family member or is it real sex love? I mean, there's an easy answer to that question. Are you still having sex? Um, well, we've, we've stopped, you know, but I mean... When was the last time you had sex? Last night. Okay. There is a grey area in the law, and I believe it's called McGaffney's Law, and it's basically two cousins is technically illegal in the eyes of the law, but if you are able to prove to a judge that you are in love before you knew you were related, then that law states that it's legal. Well, yeah, there's a problem there, because when we were young, we used to hang out all the time, right? But obviously we about hit puberty, so we look very different now. So I've got pictures of us hanging out together on the beach when I was younger, Okay. But I've also got pictures of us holding hands kissing in a park. That's very interesting. So you're saying that you have known her a long time, yeah. since, since you were a child. Well, what happened was we actually met as kids, right? Mm-hmm. Down down the river and playing around and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, I met her at a wedding for a family member. And I thought she was just some random girl. Oh, so she looked different, did she? Yeah, of course. Like, she looks the same. But, I mean, uh-huh. things, you know, obviously people change, you know, how they look. Yes. So you're you're thinking of her as as two separate people, young cousin, yes, of course, and yeah. older lover. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like it's confusing for me. It's confusing for my parents. Sure. And I'm not sure what to do. Well, there's a lot of taboo around this subject, and if you look in in the history books, you will see that there are many examples of people who have successfully shagged their cousin without any problems, of course. So um, you're saying it's all right? Uh, I won't go that far. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's all right, but I'm also not saying it's not all right. That's enough for me. I'll take that. Oh, are you, are you gone? Hello? Hello? And you're very welcome back to the podcast. And guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And I wish everybody the most beautiful of Christmases. Sure. Hope you get all the presents that you deserve and need. Remember to, now is a great time to buy presents for people. So get out there. And spend that money that you have, even if it's a small bit of savings. I want you to go out there and enjoy yourself. And don't be afraid to spend all of your money because at the end of the day, Christmas is all about shopping. Yes, and uh, there's that old um, saying where money can't buy you happiness. But guess what? It can come bloody close. And Owen, just just before we go now, I, I've prepared something which is on the themes of Christmas, but it's also on the themes of my appreciation for you helping me in these past few weeks, seeing to it that I regularly take my medication and basically just being a very good friend. You're very welcome, my beautiful companion. So this is not a, not a carol. It's more of a, a, a song. So I'll, if, 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 if it's okay, I, I'm going to perform that for you now. Please Shamus do. Stay, Owen. Okay. <clears throat> Again, this is about Christmas and also Shamaste Owen. Ooh, baby, you got me when I was down. You told me Christmas was coming and said you better get up off the ground. 
I looked up, it's my beautiful angel. She must say, oh, you're my little angel. Oh, take me to the Christmas land. Let me hold your Christmas hand. Cause you changed my life, and you changed my life, and you changed my life for the better. I wanna say thank you. Thank you for the love you showed me. Shamaste, oh, and say thank you. You're beautiful, man, you're my baby. I wanna take your hand to the bedroom. And lay you down like an angel Kiss your little, little toes Work my way up to your shins uh, To your knees uh, And your little sweaty thighs There's a surprise Christmas so